For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Watch him throw the ball, we gon' pick it off You gon' let him hit the hole or you gon' cut it off You gon' play through fourth and long or you gon' punt it off Your defenders have you hit us, put your pads in Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in Keep the helmet on, keep the cleats tight You the type to wanna win by any means, right? You should look alive, this is Trapper Dive Hey man, welcome back to another episode of the Trapper Dive Podcast, post-game edition, man. I'm your host. As always, Molly Maul in here with AJ Dre is on the way. Jay, I see you. How to? I see you. Monty, what's going on? Um, Oh, let me go ahead and bring up my NFL Reds home. Hold on. Not to allude that I'd be distracted. I'm not going to be distracted. I'm breaking my A game today. Jay, I said, look, I mean, I see the comments, man. It's, it's been ugly today. We all know the score. Washington loses 14 to 7. Um, as a three-point favorite, three-point road favorite against the, the New York Giants, man. They go to three and four. Giants go to two and five. Um, we are in a situation here um where the backlash of this performance um is, is gonna be it's gonna be a problem, right? Um I hear what you're saying. I hear what everybody's saying. Uh, AJ, I'm checking to see if you were here. I should have did that before we started. But, no, man. Um, right, I'm, bet, I'm bet, over bet. here. I'm over here singing the theme. Down, set, hut. Fucking throw the ball. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. So listen, before we even get started, Kenny, I see you. Benz, I see you. Uh, like button, subscribe button. Even through your pain, man, we appreciate the support. Everybody's tapping in. We are doing call-ins. So if you are interested, right, um the link is in the description or it should be i'm gonna double check uh the link is in description uh if you do make it to the private room and you choose to come up just get your name so we or give us a name that we can use so we can get you on the show Woo. okay let's do our one sentence takeaways man i i would you know what i think we should save that for when drake gets on because i i need i want that one to be said and i hope he doesn't i hope he doesn't forget it so I'm going to save the one sentence takeaways for when Dre gets on. AJ, what are your thoughts on the game? Everybody in the chat, let's get your one sentence takeaways if you haven't done it already. I see all the comments coming in. But uh, what are your thoughts on the game, uh, how things went, the flow, all that stuff, man? And uh, we could just dive in there until Dre comes through. I mean, I think the game went exactly how I I thought it would go because I didn't expect Sam Howell to be able to process reading those blitzes um and getting the ball out his hands quick i mean some people will probably be like 
why didn't Eric Bieniemy do this? Why didn't he do that? If you're sending six, seven guys, somebody's open. So it's up to the quarterback to process that pre-snap and, and be able to get the ball out of his hands quick enough. Uh, unfortunately, you know, the offensive line isn't good. They're not even average. Um, and every opportunity, every drive, there was a penalty of some source. It was either holding, false start, something. Um, yeah, I'm not really surprised by the result of the game overall. Like I said, um, Tyrod did his thing. I mean, Tyrod um, is also a former pro bowler. Uh, he's led Buffalo Bills to the playoffs. He's been around for a long time, played a lot of a, a quarterback in this league in different offensive systems, and, and pretty much has identified what his role is within the NFL as a quarterback. So he's not going to play risky. He he did exactly what he needed to do to push his team to the edge to get a win. And, um, you know, unfortunately, Washington took the L. But, uh, you know, Maul had a, a, a great tweet, and we, we actually talked about it on the show. And it's more so like this organization, and especially under Ron Rivera, is one of the most inconsistent teams in the NFL. You really don't know. I mean, I, I don't even want to say that cliche saying you really don't know what you're going to get week in, week out. You kind of know, <laughs> but you're not surprised when, you know, they, they take a losing of this nature to a team like the Giants that's one and five, or when they lose to, you know, the Chicago Bears on Thursday night. And as I just look forward before I pass it back to you, Maul, who the hell are they beating on the schedule that remains? They not beating a damn soul left on this schedule. Well, you know, they do got the Giants again. <laughs> <laughs> and Wink Martindale's just going to send that blitz even even more. Like, hey, let's see who yeah. they got. So it's like, um, I don't know who they... They not beating nobody else on this schedule, bro. Like, they not beating the Rams. Because your center, your center play, like, Nick Gates got dog in the first the first three snaps of the game offensively. And it continued all game. And it's going to continue whenever he plays a dominant D tackle. Like, there's nothing that he can do. Like, it's just too many glaring needs on this team from an offensive standpoint. Uh, but, you know, we'll we'll take a deep dive into it because I know some people probably call it for EB head like he's Scott Turner. But, you know, my question in return, uh, and as we are opening the the, the phone lines for people to, to chime in, what the hell would you have done in his situation? I mean, why well, I would have, I got, he, I got he answers. Was, he was, cause he was, I got screwed. Answers. he was screwed from the jump. And I mean, it's not to say that he called a perfect game or anything, or he didn't have any mistakes. It's just, he was screwed before they even lined up. Like it, it is what it is. And that's why I predicted I, them to lose in the fashion that they did. I just, I just didn't anticipate Sam Howe ever being able to pick up on what was going to be coming at him each and every down, and especially when you go up 14 none, it, it's hard. Well, let's let's kind of let's kind of go back, man. Um, because it said if we want to stay on the offensive side first, we can do that. Matter of fact, no, we're we're talking about we got so I'm gonna start with the overview, bro. Because that's that's where I was, man. It's it's before we start talking about people in particular, these guys from a team standpoint, right. Like, I think when you look at the commanders in 2023, 
Like we can we we know the history of Ron Rivera, right? We know the history of, of Ron Rivera and his coaching staff to this point, and the the type of production or or performances that Washington Commanders have put out on the field since Rivera has taken over head coach. But this year, and we're solely focusing on this year with everything that that is in place contextually, uh, uh, ownership wise. Uh, you're in your one year prove it situation. Um, Ron Rivera is proven, and and his team is proven that they they just don't have a foundation um they don't have a foundation defensively they don't they don't have a foundation offensively uh you're looking at like i mean from a from a player standpoint you know you know what you know what they're trying to do you know that they want their their uh their fronts their front their pass rush to dominate up front um you know that um they're hoping that their pass rush is going to wreak havoc and, and be the, the 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 genesis of their turnovers and, and how they can force turnovers defensively uh you're hoping that they get off the field on third down uh, from a secondary standpoint where um, the, the the New York Giants uh, and and their offensive line and, and their run game isn't something that that looks like uh, they're on pace for a 400 yard day in the first half. Uh, these are these are things that are essential. And, and we, we don't even think about the fact that there was missed opportunities from the Giants offensive side where they had a missed field goal early in the game. Um, and I think uh, it was another drive that I'm slipping off the top of my head where it could have been potential, and, and oh, the fumble where where the Saquon fumble, is. Matter of fact, there's another one aside from that. That ball that Sam Howell just had up there, that was a pick six. I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm not even talking. I'm not talking about the point. I'm talking <laughs> about the. I'm talking about the actual the actual offense and how they looked. Um, the Giants' offense. Um, because we're gonna get to we're gonna get to the other side. But I just think from when you look at like their foundation or what they perceive their foundation to be, it's cracked. It's flawed. It doesn't have. Like a way in which, like, if you believe this one thing in your philosophy, you gotta be able to dig deeper inside in terms of uh what what I think my philosophy is and how can I adjust it or how can I uh uh give uh acceptance to the fact that things aren't working. And I'm talking about from a macro perspective. I'm talking about things that you look at from a from a defensive standpoint and say this is what we can do differently from now on, or from an offensive standpoint and say this is what I think we could do differently from now on. One of the biggest things against the Atlanta Falcons that has contributed to today's failure of a game is the fact that you consistently found your way to get in third and long situations, second and long situations, and all of these things where you thought that I can somehow manage to get myself out of these things, and it never works. There was a point in time in the third quarter where Washington was 0 for 10 on third down, and their average yards to go was nine yards on third down, bruh. That is impossible to even think that you can uh, get like half of those in in Atlanta's game. That was one of the problems they had like 15 third downs, and and eight or nine of them was was third and long, and and you had the same thing happen this year too. I mean, I said this year, this this week too. And and when you look at from a standpoint of preparation, when you look at a standpoint of being thoroughly out, like getting your ass whooped, like that is embarrassing, but also shows that these people were not prepared to the point in which they thought that you can go in here and win a football game. I don't like how, off, uh, off, first of all, defensively first again, what, seven or eight explosive plays on the day allowed? Um, Benjamin St. Juice getting beat on the sideline several times on goal balls, uh, one double move, but goal balls for the most part. With Jalen Hyatt, he had a day. Um, Saquon Barkley having some some momentum, some juice, but mainly Tyrod making plays. And then you look at the offensive side of the football. I don't understand how you come into a game where you know that Wink Martindale is going to be disguising his pressures up front. He's going to make it difficult for Sam Howell, but he's disguising his pressures up front. You know he's going to send at least five or six. You know there's going to be man on the back end, and we can't find a way to get our receivers open. 
we can't find a way to protect Sam Howe from the standpoint of like, we're going to just say F it. We're going to keep these seven in. And I don't care what you do, but we're going to do three-man routes or two-man routes moving forward. Or we're going to find a way to run the football and make this thing work. Chris Rodriguez had juice today. I like what he did. And I don't understand like several, several instances when you look at what, let me actually, let me double check before I even continue. They had um, 19 rushes on the day and 17 from your running backs. Rodriguez, four, four, four yards of carry and three, three or four of his rushes came on that last drive or second to last drive, whatever, whatever drive it was. Like, I don't, I don't understand putting that much stress on Sam Howe, who had six sacks, five sacks in the first half, and one sack coming out of the second, uh, coming out of the first half on that first drive in the third quarter. I, it's, it's, it's several things where I think I look at uh, the offensive side of football and say Sam Howe was flustered. It was too much pressure. Nick Gates couldn't handle the power rushers for Dexter Lawrence and um, uh, uh, Leonard Williams, and not even Nick Gates because he was the biggest problem. But Sadiq got work. I don't know what Sam Cosme looked like for the most part. I saw somebody in the chat mention Andrew Wiley, but Andrew Wiley wasn't even like a bigger factor. It was interior who was who was getting, they was getting whooped. And I, so you, you, you think about like what you thought the common problems were the offensive line. You, you would say tackles, but you go up against a team with that much power up front. You're going to have those problems too. So it depends on who these guys playing up front. Ultimately it's not a good unit. So how do you protect these guys? How do you protect Sam Howe? And you look at a team in, in terms of the New York Giants who does a really good job, don't, no matter what their their statistical, uh, what their stats show you defensively on a the year, they've always been good at sending pressure, finding ways to disguise their pressures, and getting free rushers. And they did just that against the Washington, Washington Commanders today. And it's like, how do you not get prepared for that early on? I'm glad that they was able to settle in the second half and, and sustain some drives, but it wasn't good enough. And the, and the turnovers clearly didn't help with Washington. What they they had one um they had one turnover with Sam Howell, but also had like several more opportunities where it could have been it could have been a mistake. So like it's just it was just kind of crazy to to see how everything unfolded, man. You don't have a foundation like you thought you did, and if you thought you had a foundation, uh, it was it was clearly it's clearly flawed and it's clearly cracked, and and we're allowing things to to transpire the way in which they are. Another thing that I'll, that I'll make my observations on. People are turning on Jahan Dawson. Um, whether you matter of fact, let me let me reverse this. I don't want to because some people may not even like Jahan Dawson to begin with. What I will say is drops happen. That was a bad drop, flat out. So let's go ahead and acknowledge that was a bad drop. But don't let Jahan's situation be a scapegoat because there were opportunities where Washington had chances to score before he dropped that pass. We think about the, the the drive before that where Sam Howe is forcing a pass in the end zone with Jahan Dotson wide open on the sideline. And he doesn't even get a target. That's a second and nine or second and ten. You pass him the ball, you're looking at a third and three. And then you're maybe even going for it if it's fourth and inches. But now it's a, it's a third and ten. Terry gets tackled after four yards. You're in a third and six, and the, the field goal gets blocked. Like, there are so many other instances where drives are killed, and it's not – coming down don't put it on Jahan you can criticize him for the moment but don't sit here and say that he the reason why Washington lost like you don't even know if Washington wins the game if they tie the football if, if they tie the game up so it was it was so many things going on man and, and I understand people's frustration but I think like looking at this team from an identity and foundation standpoint there is no foundation they're just finding trying to find ways to win every single week and um you're going to get some wins that way 
but at the same time, you don't know what you're going to lean on every single week, and that's a problem. Yeah, I mean, just to quickly piggyback on even that last play, like you can't you can't really blame Jahan Dawson on that play. I even felt like Sam Howe could have ran for it was the a bad yards. ball. By yeah, the way, I didn't even balls, mention that part. It, it's behind, it was behind him, but on top of that, there literally was nobody in front of Sam Howe on that play. He could have ran for five yards, bro. Like, if if Jahan even knew he was running, he would have blocked Pinnock out the play, and Sam probably would have even scored right there. Like, that was an easy five for Sam to pick up after he maneuvered out the pocket to escape the, uh, the free blitzer in Simmons. But overall... Like you said, the foundation of, of the house is cracked. <laughs> like, it's molded. Like, there's no real plan behind this team as far as, like, roster construction. Like, no one truly can contribute the way that they should or even can because they're not given the opportunity. It's more so, let's see if somebody gets hurt and we'll bring him in. We'll, we'll bring him into the fold. I mean, you take Emmanuel Forbes out of the secondary two games now, and you're still getting beat deep. You're still getting beat heavily in the pass game. You know, like, so so what is it? it? It's just so many issues with how this roster is constructed, whether it be offensive line, uh, whether it be how uh, the defensive line is relied on so heavily defensively to get to the quarterback, the linebacker play. Uh, you had Cody Barton go down, but before he went down, he wasn't playing good. Jamin Davis getting exposed in coverage. That's supposed to be one of his strengths. Uh, but he's getting he's getting diced up by running back, tight end, whatever the case is. It's just um, it's just unfortunate how the team is built overall. But I mean, it is what it is at this point. That's how I look at it from from the standpoint of Ron Rivera's tenureship. Um, there's really not much you could do in season to to correct these things. You just gotta get rid of the dead weight. Um, will the new ownership group do that in season? We don't know. Um, what's our, what's our one sentence takeaways, uh, for the game? Um, boss up, by the way, um, you're right. We don't, we don't know because Jahan didn't catch the ball. We didn't have a chance to, to see if he was going to make a play. That's fine. I, again, can we, can we not forget that I said Jahan had a bad drop, like no excuses behind Man, it. Like it's, drop, it's, drop, bro. it's it so many it things that happen in this game to blame. That's why it's, it's exactly. irresponsible. It's like, that's it's like, saying. did you watch the entire game? But I mean, my one sentence takeaway, man, I'm going to just throw it back to uh episode on good times when Florida Evans said, damn, damn, damn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, listen, man. Um, with, with, well, uh, where is it? Amani Amani said I was on a rant right now. I didn't even realize I was on a rant. I was really just I was really just rapping. Um, <laughs> but it's as simple as it's as simple as this, man. Uh, you the, the commanders the commanders today is they're just that's not out of character for them. Uh, it's exactly who they are. Um, I'm not gonna let Dre whenever he gets on. He'll probably be on Tuesday. I'm not gonna let him forget his um one sentence. But we'll just make a larger topic out of that. Um. However, let me see if I can catch up on some of the quotes from uh, Ron Rivera and the team so far. By the way, everybody that's checking in, we appreciate y'all checking in live. We appreciate y'all tuning in on, on the channel. Uh, if you haven't done so, hit that like button. If you're new, hit that subscribe button. We definitely appreciate that. Um, but also, if you want to call in, oh, shoot, that's what I meant to do. Let me check. Let me check and see if the link is in the, the YouTube description, because if it is, 
that will make yeah it is in there all right so if you want to call in you can definitely do that get things off your chest uh open floor today we ain't, be, we ain't going to extend it you know what i'm saying but if you want to get your call in you want to get your points off man the floor is definitely yours um okay so we talked about well i gave a little overview aj you mentioned um the the offensive side of things for the most part right um here's where i am with today if i had the numbers in front of me um like all together like the first quarter i'm sure washington is getting outscored tremendously uh the first half in terms of like the point differential um the first half i'm sure washington is probably losing that too if i had to guess right uh, but at the end of the day, I think the, the biggest thing when you look at this offensive side of the football, because if you don't like the defense somewhat settled down, it gave them some opportunities. Right. But you're talking about a team on offense who had let's take a look. They had one, two, three. Matter of fact, let me read one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten. 10 drives on the day of four or less plays on it. And one more drive if you wanted to do five or less, right? Like, they can't sustain anything offensively. And that comes from, if you're you're talking about a team who is consistently inept at periods of time during a game, that goes beyond just the players, right? I think it no I think we know as as evidence rolls in the interior is good if they're not going up some going up against some of the best power rushers in the NFL or power uh interior defensive linemen in the NFL uh but also the 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 tackles are good when they aren't going up against some speed demons like it's a it's a combination of of failures and or excuse me uh like glaring flaws that can really wreak that offensive line Second thing is, one of my biggest issues in the run game isn't even with the running backs. It's the fact that you are generating much of a push up front, and that's consistently on a week-to-week basis. So you know your flaws on the offensive line. But then it's like, how are we trying to combat or overcome something like that? And for offensive coordinator side, right, because that's what we were talking about earlier when you started talking, AJ, the biggest conversation with that is you can't, go into a, a, a situation or even a game and say, I don't have no answers. This is who I have. This is all I got to work with. Like there has to be answers and you have to see an attempt of trying to adjust some things. Right. I think one of the, the one of the more underrated calls for today actually came towards the end of the game. And it was the quick screen to Terry because Sam knew that there was all out pressure coming into, uh coming up the middle. And he screened that to, to Terry and Terry got him like five or six yards to stay ahead of the sticks. But from an overall standpoint, from a game, quarter one, first drive to the final part of the game, man, um, there was there was just too much going on where uh, you look at these guys and say, like, what is the plan? What is the protection plan? And how do you counter an aggressive defense like that? That's where I am. Yeah, man, I, I think with this game, man, you just, you just pack it up. <laughs> And, and throw it away because at the end of the day, you you didn't do anything. You didn't accomplish anything. You didn't get to attack 
the youth in in the Giants secondary. And I thought that they should have max protect earlier in the game. <clears throat> Excuse me, and tried to go deep to Terry, Jahan, Curtis, whoever, because Hawkins and Banks are two rookie corners. And once they started kind of doing that, they were productive, whether it be a flag or Terry getting the catch, they're productive. But I mean, offensively, man, it's like, like you said, if you go against a dominant interior rusher, <laughs> you're screwed there. And then when you go against a team that has both an uh, interior rusher and an outside rusher, like you will be doing against Philly next week, it, it, it in the African culture, it says it's getting worse. <laughs> it's getting worse. Hey, but before you even continue, hey, if you're calling up, I see you on the private screen. Just let us know your name in the private chat so we can help help ourselves out. But go ahead. So yeah, it's just like everything is just constructed poorly, man. Um, I really, I really don't know what Eric Bieniemy was thinking in the moment. I think he was just like, "Hey, it kind of is what it is at this point," because I don't really know what else to do. Like, I think once once they got up by fourteen, he just pretty much was like, "I don't really know what else to do at this point." Because we keep putting ourselves in third and long, like you stated. Like, most of the downs were nine-plus yards. It, it's hard to keep diving into that bag to get plays, especially when the blitz is coming. Like, if it's third and four or if it's third and three, that's different. But, like, keep putting yourself in bad situations because you're having penalties. Like, guys are so scared for the snap of the ball that they're jumping early. Or when they do get the snap off, now they're holding. It's like you just putting yourself in worse positions to, to not really be able to complete a drive and, and be able to be successful to continue to drive. So I don't know, man. It's just like <laughs> it, it's just like I watched the game today and I was just like, hey man, it is what it is. It's all good. I ain't even tripping. Cause I I, I expected it. I didn't expect Eric Bianami to come out with like a perfect counter attack to Wink Martindale's system. And I expected Sam Howe to look flustered. Um, I think he never really got a grip of what was coming and what wasn't coming uh, as far as Wink Martindale's scheme. I just think that they just got outcoached and, and outprepared on both sides of the ball. All right, let's go ahead and bring up some callers. Uh, Marquise is checking in, man. He got some things to get off his chest. Let's go ahead and add him to the show. Big dog, Keith, what's going on with you, player? What's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? Good, man. Doing you got good. the floor, big dog. Let us know what you got going on. Nothing much, man. I just turned the game off. That was me crying in the daggone comments, man. The boss up, Keith, y'all. Man. You good, man. It, it, it's really – look, nah, I, I had to get that off my chest. Look, I'm at work trying to keep quiet watching the game, and I'm just confused. I'm like, bro. So, they didn't run – and I heard you make a good point. They didn't run any max protect plays towards the beginning of the game to open up downfield. So, the same game plan we had coming into Chicago, the same game plan you had coming into Atlanta – Run the ball, run the ball. If that doesn't work, we're going to punt it and hopefully get a stop eventually. And We might break a big play eventually, but we're not really trying to get that, that big play to start the game off. There's Wait, we no just reason. Move the sticks for real. 
<laughs> right, and that's my thing. But it's like y'all are, and it's too much of trying to simplify everything with some things you just need to do. Like y'all not trying to win, y'all are just trying not to lose at this point. Y'all not trying to score, y'all just trying to keep the ball in your hands. So it's like, as far as the coaching adjustments, because the players are good. Like I don't think anybody is saying they're not good. Like Jahan is good. I ain't taking that from him. But it's like, even Jahan, y'all not putting him in a position to succeed. He's better off in the slot, but for some reason, y'all putting Samuel in the slot and y'all putting him outside with Terry. When every touchdown Jahan scored last year, red zone, whatever the case may be, big play last year against New York, everything came from the slot. So it's like y'all are y'all overcomplicating things at this point. Coaches on both sides, in my opinion. Um, one thing you touched on though. Uh, pieces the fact that uh, you mentioned like the explosive plays in general like you it was you said it in passing but it was like it's that's another thing like right you look at right. this offense from from a standpoint that's of true. even just trying to get the the ball in your your playmaker's hands quickly like there isn't anything popping off that's a big play uh your two that's big true. plays from from today was terry in the fourth quarter towards the end of the game um and and those weren't even necessarily explosive plays, but it was like one one was like a like a twenty something yeah, yard and one was a little yeah. bit longer than that. Um, yeah. but but to that but to that point, like that's the that's the most you've seen the 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 passes get downfield and and, <laughs> and like so a challenge from a challenge in the defense standpoint and and, and not allowing a defense to dictate what you want to call. Like these are these are kind of the, the the ebbs and flows of this offense. Like sometimes you see efficiency, but then sometimes you don't see people actually making plays when the football get in their hand, or if the play call is dialed up so to where you can make like that that perfect that perfect read or or hit the perfect hole in terms of like a run play. I don't know, but I don't really think the run game is anything. It, it, I think it's bullshit right now. So I guess nah, it's terrible. Right <laughs> yeah, but but to your point though, like the the actual explosive play nature, like. This like with the weapons that they have on the the exterior with your receivers, it's right. kind of crazy that you you aren't seeing much of anything seven weeks into the season. Man, seven weeks in, and that's my whole thing. Like I could understand the first few weeks, I understood like every team has to fill out the offense, but you know your line is bad, so you know you need to either run one tight end if he's not chipping on the end, then he need to stay right there. There's no reason nobody should be running off the line touching nobody. Logan Thomas, I've been saying for the longest, he's just a slower Travis Kelsey. Like he's not a he's not a blocker. So putting him in that position, trying to make him do that is doing nothing but frustrating him because when he gets beat, when I come back to the sideline, I have to hear about it. But y'all know that's not my strength coming into the game, coming into the season, coming into practice, whatever. That's what y'all got John Bates for. And he don't even touch the field anymore. So it's like y'all have people that could help out the team, but y'all aren't using them the right way. Like, you get Terry, and this this one thing I saw in the game that everybody probably saw, and it pissed me off. You got Deontay Banks, who's a rookie, checking Terry McLaurin one-on-one. I just watched you throw this man the ball five times against A.J. Terrell and Jeff Okuda, but you don't throw the ball against a known aggressive corner in college. He was known to get beat deep. They drafted him because he's physical. He's not a good coverage corner at all, but you keep with these little slow, uh, oh yeah, little three yard slant. He's going to get physical. He's going to put hands on you. Now he can cover that. He cannot check Terry after fifteen. Well, well, I mean, you 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 had to go with the slants because of how many people were being blitzed. So someone's open. Like if you're, if you're sending six to seven guys on first, second down, third down, someone's open. 
it's up mm -hmm. to the quarterback to read that pre-snap and to be able to make that adjustment as soon as he gets the ball where to go with his read. He could be wrong, but he could also be right. It's a 50-50 thing. So it's like even with the 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 more developing plays downfield, that's the issue. Sam has been trying to hit those, and he's holding on to the ball, which is leading to more sacks. In some cases, you have to also take in this offense what is right in front of you. You know, Maul broke it down earlier on that one play, like in the red zone area, where he tries to hit a corner route to Curtis Samuel. As oh, if the he's Jahan, six Jahan. He was right Jahan in front of him. Right, Jahan is right yeah, in front of him. I, I screamed. Like, it. Like, <laughs> it led to the missed field goal. Yeah, so, so it's like it's yeah, like you also right. are being crippled by the thought process of your quarterback. It's just quarterback, hard yeah. overall. No one did a good job, but it's like the plays are there to be had downfield. It's just right. that you also need your offensive line to protect long enough, but you need your quarterback to not wait for those guys to necessarily be wide open. They He needs to throw them open, and it's just not really happening like that. So, I mean, that's why... You know, you really haven't seen the big explosive plays on offense. But the other issue is defensively, your whole scheme is set up to not get beat with ex explosive <laughs> plays. But that continuously happens every week, multiple times, all throughout the game. So it's just like, it's just yeah. a, it's just bad coaching. And right now, the personnel doesn't really match up with what anybody really wants to do all the way mm -hmm. and the only way to 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 get this funk out is to throw it away throw it in the trash and and let the the garbage people pick it up tomorrow is to <laughs> fire everyone and, and move on That's but you fact. can't you can't really do that in season i mean you, you, you could you could and see what it would look could. like but yeah the, the coaching staff ain't really built to have people step in that's another thing so yeah. it's it's just all the way screwed up, and it's unfortunate us as Washington fans just going to have to live through this until January, what, January 3rd? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, bro, like, I got I got one question for you, Key. So, so I appreciate you checking in and even and even calling in for the for the, for the post game, man. Um, so, AJ had asked us early um, when we started. He said, uh, what is a game that you can look at on the schedule – I mean, now, granted, we just lost, and and Washington just lost in, a, in an embarrassing, uh, but predictable or could have been predictable fashion. Um, okay. So the emotions may be a little, uh, it may influence your answer. But but what do you look at right. at this schedule and, and and sit here and say that there's another win on the board for Washington? Do you have an answer right now, or or where are you at? I don't know. I kind of well, we always split with the Cowboys, or at least I always expect that. Um, so I'll definitely say Dallas. Do I see us beating Philly next week? Probably not. I think they'll play a good game. And if they lose playing a good game, I'm cool with that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, don't I, know. I don't know. It was a tough question. I don't know. That's and that's kind of unfortunate for a team in year four under on and you you don't know <laughs> you don't know when yeah, the, when the next win about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's crazy, bro. Hey, but but Keith, man, if you got any last thoughts, man, the floor is yours, but we appreciate you checking in, big dog. Appreciate y'all. Now, only thing I wanted to say was, um, like y'all said, or y'all been saying the whole time, it's really just coaching. I think once they get better coaches in there, they can keep the same personnel, honestly, but you just need a younger mind in there. You got vet younger players that can assist a younger coach coming in. So I think that's really all it is. They let go of Chris Harris out the DB core. That was dumb. I, I definitely thought they should have kept him. He made Cam Curl where he is now, but 
you lose that, you lose the back half of your defense, you can't run any stunts underneath if they know they're not going to get to the quarterback. So, and that's really the only thing, just the adjustments. Hey, man, don't let these boys piss you off at work, bro. You still, got, you go. you still got a couple more hours, <laughs> big dog. <laughs> but yes, appreciate sir, you, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Y'all take our time, man. Yes, sir. All right, there goes Keish. Um, so listen though, uh, we have somebody else up. Just just if you all want to come in, you can. Um, just make sure you leave your name in the private chat so we can go and get you squared away when we when we get you on the show. Um, so we got a couple things. AJ, I, I get a floor to the who is this Jahan Dotson who spoke. Um, but stats wise, let's go ahead and clean this part up. Uh 356 total yards on the day for the for the Giants to, to, to Washington's 273. Washington finished one of 15 on third downs. Um, which is first of all, for you to even have that many third downs, like that's good, but it's like, how do you five for 16 for the Giants? Um, <laughs> 14 total drives. Like what I say, like not eight or nine of them went for, for four plays or less for the for the commanders. Um, six sacks for, for Washington, obviously. Um, Chase Young had himself a day. Um, once again, what he had two and a half sacks, I believe, if not two. Um, yeah, two sacks on the day. Khalid Cousin had him one, and, and Montez had him a layup of a sack, which was, you know, it is what it is. I think we had some injuries. Um, Cody Barton was injured. I think um, Quan Martin was injured as well. So I don't know what his situation is, um, what Quan is. I don't know if he even got back in the game. I'm not sure. I don't think he did. Uh, but here we are with Jahan Dotson. Um, let me talk to – hold on. Who is this guy? Let's see. All right. Um, here's Jahan Dotson. We're gonna go ahead and let him play uh for the last moment. Obviously, as we know, uh he dropped that that fourth down pass um from Sam Howell. Here's what he said post game. Let me go ahead and present my screen and we can hear what he's talking about. Window should have sound, right? Yeah, there we go. Okay. You were kind of sitting on the sideline, these guys were shaking hands. What's going through your head in that in that moment? Um everything uh just because i know the capability of myself um i know i make those plays all the time uh, with my eyes closed. so uh being not being able to make that play um it hurts uh for sure um, and i'm gonna let it hurt uh because that's the only way i'm gonna get better because uh, i don't want to feel like this again um but you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna get back to work that's all i do um that's what i'm gonna continue to do you feel like you got your all right here we go so we have um you have any thoughts on well actually don't even matter because we already talked about Jahan and the stats. We're going to get Mindy in here. Uh, she, I presumably she, the Piss Giants fan. This is going to be funny because um, I'm, I'm I'm sure, you know, you take a dub when you get one. So let's go ahead and see. Let's talk to Mindy right quick and see what's going on. I appreciate you joining us right now. How you feeling? Yo, is she? I, I heard. Me, look, I heard. Man. My bad. <laughs> I, and look, I heard Mindy. I saw Mindy. I, like when I heard Mindy, I'm thinking, you know what? Apologies. There you go. Nah, nah, nah. You good for you. <laughs> hey, what's going on with you, boss? Appreciate you checking in. Nah, dude. Um, of course. So I'm a big Giants fan. And the Commanders, the Redskins, whatever you call yourselves, every fucking year, whenever the Giants suck, dude, you always have to go ahead and beat up. Uh, 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 I mean, let us beat you so you ruin our draft pick every single time. I, I, I mean, the Giants aren't going anywhere. Tyrod Taylor is a backup quarterback. He doesn't have a future here. This win does absolutely nothing because the Giants are are 
beyond ass, dude. The Giants are going to end up with four wins, and and half of them are going to be thanks to your lousy-ass team because even when you do have a good team and the Giants are not going anywhere, y'all still can't beat us. I'm not trying to go ahead and be like, oh, yo, bro, we're better. We are ass-cheeks, dude. We're fucking terrible. Every single every every single week, I sit down expecting to lose. And then I was... And, and, and then, like, I, I have to purposely root against my team, against the Commanders, because the Commanders are so fucking bad to go ahead and beat a, a Division Three NFL team, dude? Why well, do you guys do this to us? Every, you know, it's on purpose. You guys lost because uh, um, because you saw that the Bears won, and you guys would rather have a loss against the Giants than, than the Giants get Caleb. That's what you guys hey, are doing. Well, hey, Man, this, is my, this, me, this is my oh, response wait. to you. You're welcome. I'm about to say, like, what's up, bro? You acting like you ain't about to lose, like, 12 more games. You still got – we only play all twice a year. What's up? I know 100%, right? But the Bears suck. The Panthers suck. All it takes is four wins for us um, for, um, for us to drop down to four. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know so this you know, win does absolutely you know the Panthers nothing ain't getting, for us. They ain't getting uh, Caleb, so you ain't got nothing to worry about, man. Well, yeah, but the Bears have that pick. So it's going to be Bears, Bears, and then maybe the Patriots, whoever it is, and then the Giants. Okay. Because, well, I mean, so, so it's like I don't understand how the Giants own you guys. Can um can you maybe explain it to me what I'm like? What is it that that the Giants have against you guys? Yeah, so I got you, bro. Uh, but before we before <laughs> he is losing this shit. I appreciate it, Mindy. Before we uh, before we get out of here and, and explain why why we why we lose you all, I want to give you the floor for for whatever thoughts that you have, unless it's just expressing your frustration of the the fact that we beat y'all today. I mean, excuse me, that y'all beat us today and that y'all improved to two and five um on the season and y'all are battling for third place along with the Commanders this year. I, I mean, honestly, dude, I <laughs> that's been it. Other than the fact that you thought I was a woman beforehand, um, oh, yeah. that was that was an embarrassing moment. <laughs> nah, but you know, I mean, oh, because I can't go go ahead and call up ES, ESPN tomorrow and be like, oh man, the Giants suck. Every every everything like that. So like, I have to let it out. And yeah. and I typed in Commanders. I'm on I'm on YouTube. And um, I've been watching you guys for the last like 25 minutes, and and um, I thought that um, and I've been really enjoying it. So I was like, yo, I'll uh, I'll just hop on here. But dude, uh, honestly, as a Giants fan, I've I've been loving this show. Um, um, I think it's entertaining. <laughs> I, th- I I think it's fun, and um, I w- I would appreciate if you guys could beat us later on this year. Could, yeah, uh, yes. quick, quick questions for you, because you're yeah. so mad about draft status. Who do you want the Giants to draft? Well, I'm looking for Caleb or 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 I am looking for Drake May because I can't do this Daniel Jones shit every, every single It's actually year. funny. Y'all just paid him. Y'all got like two or three years with him. Okay, so um, so it's actually a two-year deal because the first two years are guaranteed. So um so um so it's gonna be this season and then it's gonna be next season. So you could go ahead and bench um and bench Drake May or Jay Z McCarthy or Michael Penix, whoever it is. You could you 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 could go ahead, bench him be, um behind Daniel, and then cut Daniel after next season. And it, and and I think it's like um it's like a ten million dollar dead cap, but um but it frees up about forty five million. So 
Um, so I think that that's the Giants' plan. But at the same time, Dan Daniel Jones, the same shit every year, bro. He's inconsistent and he's and he is always hurt. If he turns out to be a good QB for the Chargers or a, a random ass team, go ahead. I, I I don't I don't I don't give a fuck. It's just not working he here. Said, it's he been five, five years. years. Long enough. <laughs> it's, it's bro. It's been half a decade, dude. Think about that. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been half a decade of of a guy running for his life and being so in, inaccurate and taking sacks and everything like that, I, I have to admit it's 50-50. It's 50-50 on the GM because, um, because he can't put together a single off, offensive line. By the way, since 2013, the Giants the, the hey, Giants hey, hey, have bro, had a bottom the, five the, offensive line I'm, every, I'm a, every I'm single cut year. You off. I'm going to cut you off, man. We appreciate you calling All in. All right, go, go, go. But we, we want to get to some of our yeah. Commanders fans. I just, yeah, we just wanted to get, get some I'm, of I'm glad you got it off your chest, but we appreciate yeah. you calling in. <laughs> All right, guys. Bet. Have, yeah. uh, have a good one, boys. Yes, sir. Uh, like uh, Mindy, uh, who is not a woman, like I presumed, wrongfully, um, <laughs> but sure. Make sure if you new, man, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We definitely appreciate y'all checking in. Look, man, we don't, we we not gonna turn you away if you if you're not a Skins fan, because support is always appreciated. Um, even though he probably just wanted to find a way to vent and talk some shit about commanders. Um, it won't happen again, Mindy. We're not letting that slide. <laughs> um, but listen though, if you want to call in, the link is in the description. You can do that. Uh, here is Ron Rivera too. Uh, AJ post game. He had about a minute where he talked, and we're going to see what he said. I, I don't have the full. So we'll be hearing this for the first time right now. Where is my screen? Is it this one? Here we go. All right, here we go. You guys obviously dug yourself quite a hole on offense there. What was going on? Just execution, slow to adjust. What do you think? Well, you know, they, they threw a lot of different things at us. Um, and, again, we got to be able to pick them up and, you know, slow, slow it down. I mean, that, that's the truth of the matter. First half, you know, whatever they did, they, they would have a little more success than we needed them to have. We've got to be able to be better at that early on and make those adjustments a little bit quicker. We came out at halftime, and I thought uh, the adjustments that were made were, were, were what we needed to have. Obviously, and this is the day for anybody, but two of the last three weeks, lost the Bears, lost the Blues this game. You feel this is kind of, you feel like it's slipping away after games like this. Well, I don't know. It depends on what's the next game. You know, and to me, it's really about how you bounce back more than it is anything else. With 10 games left to go, you never know what's going to happen. But you got to take them one at a time. You got to stay focused on it. You know, we'll correct these things. There's some things that there's a lot of things that we can correct. I think we're going to get better at. And we'll continue to get, you know, work at it, and we'll see what happens. That's Ron post game. Ten games left to go, and you never know what's going to happen. Um. So if we step down from the the fierce and um I guess the fierce ledge that that we are reacting to the post game, you're three and four. Um, you're still in the midst of a wild card um opportunity. I also think that, and if you all listen to post, excuse me, the preview. Um, I, I think what what is more frustrating, AJ. Isn't even the fact that Washington lose right or or lost because pregame, um, you predicted a loss and I said I wouldn't be surprised if they lose. I also started out the show if you remember saying that the Giants weren't a bad team in a sense of their circumstances getting in the way before the season even started. 
their record indicates they're bad. They are a bad team by 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 that definition. But if you were to give them a full deck of cards and to say have yourself a season, um, they may win more than one game over that that five game stretch. And the perception of them heading into this game may be a little bit different. Um, so stepping down from the ledge a little bit, three and four, uh, you're in the playoff race still. That's nothing to like. I'm not sitting here trying to convince everybody, oh, after the game, we'll be fine. I'm more so just acknowledging the fact that there is 10 games left to go, right? What seven? Yeah, there is 10 games left to go. Uh we don't we don't know what's gonna happen. But there's a good chance, even with us not knowing what's going to happen, we can assume that like the the whole situation will continue to go in the way in which it has, which is like a good game here and there, but a ton of inconsistency to the point that we can't trust that these guys are the job or are are the people that's going to get the job done at the end of the day. You mentioned uh, a gift would be an end season firing. One thing that I didn't say when when um when Keith got on here, uh, because I I did want to add to that conversation, but the one thing that I that I didn't say is like at this point, like who does it benefit to even get rid of anybody when this what this is and and what's going on isn't it's not going to help uh Washington in the middle of the season. Like they can they can do exactly what they're doing now with an interim head coach and uh make or miss the playoffs the same way that ron who's in charge right now would would probably do the same thing for them um i'll give you the floor to you and and, and let you and get your thoughts on on kind of where i was or even your if you have uh, something to add or whatever but uh, let me know what you're thinking about that yeah i mean you could you could just fire from the standpoint of maybe this might <laughs> this might um interject some new blood some new feeling but overall like at the end of the day you you kind of are the team that you are you can't just rebuild a team in the middle of the season you just kind of deal with the the cards at at hand i mean that's the only thing like the ownership could possibly want to see from it like hey how would this look if it was coming from a different voice but i don't even think the ownership is looking at this current team and staff saying to themselves, this is a playoff contending team. If they thought that, I don't think we'd be having this conversation at 5.19 p.m. Eastern time <laughs> or or feeling this dejected as, as fans. Uh, so I just think it's one of those situations where you either could let it play out and it could get mm-hmm. really ugly, or mm-hmm. you can make a change and see, hey, do these players, do these players take better to a different style, a different voice. And maybe the whole time, the main issue was the head coach that's been in place that we didn't hire. So uh, that's something that you could do. And now with how the NFL has changed the hiring process too, it'll allow you to see, you know, if maybe Airbnb is a real candidate for this job, see how he would do if he took over the team uh, versus having to wait so long now that the process has been pushed back uh, to I think the passive divisional round of the playoffs. Um. Wait, what was it? What was the question? Division about the divisional round. Oh, I was saying like I think the um the coaching hiring process has been pushed back. Oh yes, yes, that's correct. Yeah, that's correct. 
Yeah. To AD at least like it. you can't do you can't do interviews until the divisional round or something like that. Now I can't remember exactly. No, that's correct. Yeah, no, nothing after uh, nothing before divisional round. Excuse me, something like that. Um, they just put that in this week. So, um, yeah, man, it's it's rough. Uh, but hey, I see you, Ron. Uh, see you, Sean. See Ron takes care of this. Takes care. Family takes care. Sometimes take. <laughs> hey, man, I know how we feel. Uh, K. Uh, K. Oh, K. Wan. Kawan. Everyone knows how Harris is cleaning house. Uh, Ron's a dead man coaching. Um, hey, man. Uh, I don't think you're wrong. Well, I'm sorry. I think most of us know. Uh, but I wonder what the people in in the building kind of feel. Um, this this has been a, a very weird year, but nothing too unfamiliar that makes sense. Like weird from taking in everything, even with Eric Bienemy being like in a one year situation or essentially two years because of he's with Ron, he's tied in with Ron. But even with Bienemy being here, it's like how can you even like what's his future look like tying himself to Ron Rivera like this? Um, and I know we're, I'm just adding on top of what AJ said, so not necessarily the same thing. He can. I think it's I don't think it's nothing wrong with considering EB as a, a interim, but if something happens, but just the main thing, like what does his future look like? Because uh offensively, now I don't have the numbers in terms of like what it would look like after this this week. Uh, but you're talking about a team who is 22nd in yards a game. Um 15th, obviously, in points, which helps, but you also have a quarterback who has been sacked a ridiculous amount of times. Um, and that's not, I'm not putting, I'm not even playing the blame game here. I'm just saying from a macro perspective, like what does his future look like? Um, because he tied himself to Ron and he chose to try and work out here in Washington. Uh, that's, that's one thing to consider. I think we know what Jack the real future look like. He owed a shit. So what he supposed to do? He ain't doing nothing. Um, Ron Rivera, he owed a shit. Like he ain't doing nothing either. Um, but you think about some other, some other people that's, that could have been waiting in the wings. Um, and, and seeing what their future looks like. So I don't know, man. Um, Monty says he thinks the different the, the the defense is over, Jack. Ben Johnson will be a great hire next season, uh, maybe. He said he wanted to stick around Detroit for the long run. So who knows? That may be multiple years, not just not just two years with with Detroit or three years with Detroit. Um, and Sean said a different voice, maybe a voice, maybe a voice at all, someone that talks to the sidelines. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where we are. All right, um, AJ, man, it's rough, but you know I know you enjoy the moments where they lose, so you can sound your uh your bell again. So I appreciate <laughs> you. I already appreciate you checking in. He was for those who don't know, man. Sometimes I gotta be. I'm I'm usually the first person into the studio, but AJ was in this motherfucker waiting on me. He has some things to say today, bro. So hey, uh, no, I'm, I'm just pulling, man. I just uh <laughs> I just think that some of the commentary from the Atlanta game, uh, as far as like. Oh, two hills this, Jamin Davis is this, like everyone's doing better. I just thought a lot of that was just like, hey, you're just living in the moment. Like at the end of the day, this team is not a good team overall. Like that's the main, that's the main takeaway from this game overall. Like this team is not ready to compete with anybody. Uh, 100% <laughs> agree. It's, it's, they're not. They're not even the, the the mediocre teams. Like they 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 have they have all levels. You just said it. I agree because they lost to the Bears. Shouldn't have lost to the Bears. Got crushed by them. And then the Giants game opportunities galore in front of you, and you all wet the bed. So 
that's gonna wrap it up for us aj uh like i said everybody in here appreciate y'all listening watching and post game man sticking up sticking with us uh immediately after the games are over man we definitely appreciate that we're gonna be back tuesday um hopefully dre's in because i gotta talk about that conversation man it's gonna be a really good one we're gonna try and have a guest on as well uh tuesday so we can kind of uh get some some new perspective in here um but yeah that's gonna wrap it up for us uh and maybe a call in or two on tuesday as well i, I like when we do that i'm glad we was able to get a couple people to call in today so aj man enjoy your sunday everybody else enjoy y'all sunday too man we out of here peace Damn, set, huh. Watch him throw the ball. We gon' pick it off. You gon' let him hit the hole or you gon' cut it off. You gon' play through fourth and long or you gon' punt it off. Your defenders have you hit us, put your pads in. Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in. Keep the helmet on, keep the cleats tight. You the type to want to win by any means, right? You should look alive. This is Trap or Dive. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.